and we've got a special guest in studio, Isaac Fokua. Welcome so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to have you. And you're the founder of the Amahoro Coalition. Correct. So we were talking a little bit offline about the coalition, but can you share a little bit about what you guys do at Amahoro Coalition? Absolutely. Um, at Amahoro Coalition, what we're trying to do is bring attention to the refugee and displacement issues um, by bringing private sector attention to it. Um, mm-hmm. More often than not in Africa, governments are the ones who bear the brunt of uh, taking care of refugees and displaced persons. And we believe the private sector in Africa has a role to play in that space. Hmm. And so what we're trying to do is galvanize private sector, get them more involved in the conversation and figure out ways that we can find solutions for our brothers and sisters who are displaced not well, through any choice of their own. When we speak about displaced uh, people, you, you're talking, you know, there's, there's obviously, government obviously has to be involved in that, in that, in, well, I mean, is it, a, is it an, an endemic situation? Sure. Because it is. But also, um, when you involve private sector, and, and clearly you've been doing that, are you seeing more... Are you seeing more progress using the private sector or is it sort of, are they working hand in hand with the government? Is it two separate sort of approaches? Because, I mean, I know that you'll have certain governments that will be working really hard and certain governments that, you know, I mean, finances play a big role in the government's mm-hmm. ability as well. So does the private sector come in and, and sort of aid government or is it two separate sort of entities working for this, uh, this common goal? Yeah, great question. I think for now, what we're trying to do, we've been doing this over the last four years. And one of the things that became very clear to us is that on the African continent, whether it's refugees or other, other humanitarian issues, it's what you just described, which is siloed. Government does government stuff, private sector does private sector stuff, and the two don't meet. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do over the last couple of years is find ways where we can get government and private sector to actually talk to each other and figure out joint solutions. Because ultimately, in these environments, you know, what, what government does affects private sector entities and vice versa. And also, the other thing that's very unique about this conversation about displacement is that in Africa, the issue of um, refugees and displaced persons is much more protracted. Right. If you think about it, most places have a conflict over X number of years, the conflict stops, and then people go back to their countries. On our continent, we have conflicts that have been going on for 19, 20, 25 years. So it's a much, much more protracted conversation, and governments just don't have the ability to shoulder that by themselves. Um, one thing I have to give African, African governments credit for is that African governments actually do a very good job actually hosting and, and absorbing refugees in, into, their, into, their, into their economies. The challenge is they don't have enough resources. Mm-hmm. And to date, pr- African private sector hasn't played an active role in the conversation, and they should be doing more of that because ultimately, these are the job creators, right? And but, but I feel like the African private sector would say, but why? Why, why should I be involved in, in, in sort of solving this problem or at least helping to solve this problem uh, when it is... a I mean, essentially, it's it's a government issue, right? Sure. I mean, if, if you're talking about conflicts, of, you're talking about countries like, I don't know, Central African Republic, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. Liberia, countries that had long-standing civil wars. Um, those are government problems. Mm-hmm. So the private sector would obviously come to you. And, I mean, it's, it, and don't get me wrong. I think they should get involved. I'm just saying, but they oftentimes would come out and say, but why? This is a government problem. Absolutely. And, and, and the why is because it's in their self-interest to do so. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, so if you, look at, if you look at these issues, from a private sector perspective, there are a couple of things that happen, right? You end up losing market opportunities. You end up having these situations where human capital is, is disrupted. You end up having situations where, I'll give you an example, look at Sudan. Sudan just, you know, Sudan just went into conflict a few months ago. Sudan is surrounded by seven African countries. And Sudan was, Sudan and Ethiopia were two of the countries in, in the part of the continent that were actually the you know, regional leaders in terms of trade and business and commerce. If Sudan goes down, if you're a private sector actor, what do you do in Sudan now? If it's your business in Kenya and you have investments in Sudan and all of a sudden you can't be in Sudan anymore, your employee, employees are gone, they have no place to go, you, don't have, you can't do any investments, you lose money. 
So this is not a humanitarian issue. It's also it's it's, it's also an economic prosperity issue. It's kind of sad though that to get uh, some individuals to care, you have to frame it in that more like economic <laughs> capitalist way, right? Like at the end of the day, it's, it's real human suffering. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, but you mean my hotel <laughs> won't have guests? Exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, or, that yeah. is that, that's a really valid point yeah, you make no, as well, right. Sonny, because you've opened up. I was looking at it completely black and white, right. and now you've you've made a very uh, poignant uh, comment about. It's an economic problem as yeah. well, and you've made a really interesting comment where I wasn't thinking about the people. I was thinking, <laughs> when 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 you were talking, I was just thinking about yeah, you're right, the businesses, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a really money. Yeah, yeah, and actually, we should be thinking yeah. about as private sector, as government, as the regular citizen, Absolutely. the people that are suffering yes. beyond the borders of just our country, yes. and also, I guess, within our country as well. And and, and here's why. So today, globally, one percent of people globally are displaced. Mm-hmm. Right? In Africa, 44 million people have been displaced. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So this is not a one-off like 2 million guys here, 200,000 here. 44 million people yeah. on the African continent. And we can't talk about a joint, a sort of a, a shared prosperity in Africa or Africa Africa rising or intra-Africa trade and all these things. If 44 million people are not, are not part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. right? And so yes, aside from the humanitarian part of it, which is very, very important, there's also a conversation about, well, how do we get everyone going in this conversation how do we get everyone going in a way that 20 years from now we have the africa that we want you know I, the africa union talks about vision 2063 well that's part of vision 2063 right right yeah and so yes but you're right it's 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 one of those things where sometimes you have to frame it in a way for business to understand but it's actually it's a human issue exactly <laughs> it's a human issue yeah and we're all part of the conversation exactly <laughs> we were talking about the many reasons why people can be displaced whether it's the climate crisis or a civil war and i think this is really good context to get into the conversation on the africa forum on displacement which is coming up in november uh we are going to take a quick break but we are going to come back to talk about those uh the african uh, forum on displacement if you have any questions for isaac please let us know on 0701-984-984 you can- And we're back in conversation with Isaac Fukuo here and talking all about the Amahora Coalition as well as now the African Forum on Displacement. Isaac, welcome to the studio. Thanks again. Yeah, it's so great to have you. Yeah, we're talking about the fact that we often don't think about what's happening outside of our country and also just the fact that sometimes when we hear the word humanitarian crisis, it's almost like we're numb to it uh, because it happens all over the world. And I I actually remember we took quite quite an interest in the Sudan uh, crisis, Mm -hmm. the recent situation, uh, and had a couple of people in and one uh, Sudanese national came into studio and was saying how she was trying to get 40 family members out of Khartoum into a safe place to get to Ethiopia and then take a flight to K- I mean it's and when when it's broken down like that you start to realize that these these are human beings there's a serious issue at, at hand here Isaac your 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 organization's work is incredible because these are some of the things you're trying to address but bringing in the private sector as well and obviously the private sector are they more willing to because it's 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 got to be in in values of monetary values but also is there any other kind of when you talk about private sector to a private sort of uh Services that can be used in situations like this as well. So it's money and obviously services. Absolutely, actually. So there, there are multiple touch points. Um, actually, uh, thanks for, for bringing that up. This this year, we are launching a big campaign called the One for One campaign. And the One for One campaign, the idea is to is to entice private sector actors to give one percent of their resources, whether it's you know um, money or otherwise to the refugee, to this, the cost of displacement. And so there are many things they can do. They can give jobs, they can give internships. Uh, private sector can provide expertise in some of the, the knowledge sharing. Uh, they can give money if, if that's what they want to do. They can also help education. One of the things that we focus on at the Amaro Coalition is 
uh, tertiary education and try to get more refugees into tertiary education. Because right now, what happens is that most refugees are funded by government to go to school through end of high school, through secondary school. But after that, there's no more funding left. Mm. And so you have situations where about less than 2% of university qualified refugee uh, graduates actually get to go to university. And we think that's something we need to address. We need to address because for, for the work we do, it's extremely important that people from fragile economies have an opportunity to learn and go to tertiary, tertiary education um, uh, platforms to be able to lead their own economies. And that's where private sector can also help. They can help pay for scholarships, they can help um, provide you know, uh, mentorship and other, other, other ways. So there are multiple touch points that private sector can help. Um, it doesn't have to be money, mm. but it can be just anything that they feel like they can do to actually um, support the conversation. Okay. I, mean, I think that's wonderful. And if, if people want to get in touch with you and obviously reach out to you and, and get involved, i.e. Uh, private sector, reaching out and, and finding a way to support you. How do they do that? Um, they, are made, they can they can reach us on our website, um, which is www.thecoalitionafrica.com. Um, they can also reach out to our office directly. We're here in Nairobi. We're in Westlands, um, right in uh, um, uh, Delta Tower area, um, right right there. So they can they can also also reach out to us that way. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be happy to engage in a conversation. We're always welcoming people into our offices to have a conversation about this topic. That's awesome. And speaking of a uh, conversation, what can people expect from the Africa Forum on Displacement that's happening in uh, Accra on the 1st to the 3rd of November? Yeah, thank you. So th- I, that's very exciting. So we had the first event of this of this sort in 2021 in Kigali during COVID. And I got to tell you, this was during COVID, um, just before Omicron was launched. Mm. We had 200 leaders come to Kigali for this conversation, and 600 people also joined online to have this conversation. It was the first time in Africa, at least the private sector, started engaging governments and humanitarian organizations to have this conversation. Following that, we're going to have a follow-on to this in Accra in November, uh, in November, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, and they can expect many things. They can expect a conversation around not just... Not just a conversation about refugee conversation itself, but also just about what others are doing. What are some of the mm-hmm. best practices? Uh, what are people learning? Hear from people who actually have lived experiences. Learn from people who've actually um, been through the experience and are, are very successful and, and, and are doing things that are amazing. Uh, hear from foundations and organizations that are part of this, um, 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 doing their part to help to help solve um, the, this issue. And also, you know, we're doing this with, in partnership with the UNHCR and also with an organization called Inkomoko out of uh, Rwanda. So right. we're going to have a shared platform um, following November. We're also then going to lead to something called the Global Refugee Forum, which is going to be in Geneva in December, hmm. where we're going to now highlight the Africa, the Africa part of this conversation. And I have to tell you guys, the last time this, this happened, the Global Refugee Forum in 2019, there were very few Africans in that conversation. Mm. And so part of what we're trying to do also is galvanize the Africa private sector actors to actually show up and talk about what's happening on the continent, what they're doing to help solve the, uh, the crisis, and also what we're doing to sort of move the continent forward. That's that's really incredible work, and it's it's really exciting to hear about. Um, can you also speak to us maybe a little bit about the Amaharo Fellowship Program? Absolutely. So in addition to the forum, which we're running, we do a yeah. couple of other things. Uh, this year, we're very proud to and very honored to um, start a fellowship program. The, the reason being, it, it goes back to what I said about education. We need to identify identify outliers from these communities who are actually going to go back and run their countries. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to see who the next president of Somalia is going to come from, mm-hmm. or the next attorney general of Congo, of Congo, or the first female, I don't know, vice chancellor of a university in Juba, right? And so part of what we've done is decided, is, okay, let's go out and identify individuals who are amazing, who have amazing talents, who, given the opportunity, will rise to their full potential. So this year we launched a fellowship program, uh, and. Um, 
the, we received about 600, 500, 500 applications, and we're going to pick 15 out of the 500. Wow. Um, and of the 15, they're going to go through a one-year fellowship program where they'll receive up to $100,000 in funding, in pure cash funding to actually wow. support the initiatives. And the reason is, again, in this in this conversation, a lot of times when it comes to funding, individuals get drips of funding. So someone will get $500 to run a business, but that's not really funding. That's, yeah. that's a hustle. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hustle. I mean, I mean <laughs> but it's actually ridiculous that, that people think that, that they funded an organization for that kind of money. Exactly. Right. So we decided that we're going to take a gamble and say, look, we're going to trust and assume that people are going to do the right thing and people are going to actually step up and, 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 and transform their lives and those in their communities. So they're going to get up to $100,000 dollars but more, more importantly beyond the money part of the goal of this fellowship is to also help with the person the own the own leadership journey mm-hmm. the, the, the you who are you what, what's what's your journey how do you deal with the trauma that you've been through how do you solve problems and navigate through difficult situations and how do you actually impact your community in a way that's quite unique yeah right? and then the process yeah the funding helps but really it's about the you and the person mm. the leader and this is kind of bottom-up ideation right like not top down this is what you need this is how we can help it's like what can you tell us what you need and how you're how you can implement it and uh, pushing those voices forward, which I think is really incredible. And so, c- first of all, congratulations on launching Thank it you. this year. Will this be an annual endeavor? Be a- absolutely, it'll be, it'll be annual. And the goal is over time we want to we want to have this network of a community of individuals who are leaders uh, who are able to interact with each other, network with each other, but also network with other people from around the world to to to, to share and learn experiences together okay. to sort of grow the community. So yeah, it'll be a yearly thing. Wow. Yeah. And so. First of all, that's incredible. And so you were saying that uh, for somebody to stay in touch and keep up to date with what Amahoro Co- Coalition is doing, they can go to thecoalitionafrica.com. And uh, are you guys on social? I've seen you on LinkedIn, so I know that. We're we, we on social. We're yeah. on social. And are you embarrassing because I need to figure out how to do We'll find them. We'll find them and we'll post them on our social. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely make sure to follow the Amahoro Coalition. It's A M A. H-O-R-O Coalition Um, Find them online And on social uh, To keep up to date